This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Wake up, wake up, Tallahassee. Happy Memorial Day. It's 11.30 a.m., 94.1, Wave 94. You're listening to Escape to Heaven, Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcia. And yes, I have a word. And that word is, what if you are living in the 70 days weeks, months, year of captivity. Can you arrive at Pentecostal Day? Is that open to you? How do you go from captivity to being filled with the Holy Spirit, one accord, new language, new spirit. I know how, and I'm here to tell you because I found out it's in the word of God. If we run right now to Jeremiah, I'm so excited this morning because I'm, I can't believe that God loves us the way that he loves us. Uh, he spoke with Jeremiah, the 24th chapter, and he showed Jeremiah two baskets of figs set before the temple of the Lord after Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away captive Jeconia, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, princes of Judah with the craftsmen, the smiths from Jerusalem and had brought them to Babylon. So that was a very, very confusing time for the children of God because after all, they thought that they were the chosen one. So what if all of your spiritual walk with the Lord, you've looked at yourself, you've treated yourself, presented yourself as the anointed person of God, chosen, living holy and committed unto the Lord. And all of a sudden, you are caught in captivity. And what could that be? That could be poverty. That could be no job. That could be no relationship. It could be emptiness. It could be voidness. It could be depression. It could even be um, that some way you've gotten hooked on prescription drugs. It could be that you are now filled with pain. And here you are, an anointed servant of the Lord. How did this happen? How do we react? Generally speaking, if these kind of things happen to us, no money, lost your job, foreclosure, bankruptcy, on the streets now and once was a wealthy person and still serving the Lord to the best of your ability, we would think that, oh my God, I did something wrong and I'm being punished. But God does not 
see things and move the way that we do. I think somewhere in the Bible, it says that uh, his ways are far from men ways as the heavens are from the earth. So reading Jeremiah 24 chapter, starting at the second verse, the Lord showed him these two baskets. One basket have very good figs, like the figs that are first ripe, and the other basket had very bad figs, which could not be eaten because they were so rotten. Then the Lord said to Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah said, figs, good figs, very good figs, very good and bad, very bad, which cannot be eaten. Again, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, like these good figs, so will I acknowledge those who are carried away captive from Judah, whom, listen to this, I have sent out of Jerusalem, this place, for their own good, into the hands of the Chaldeans. And the Chaldeans are supposed to be their captors, okay? For I will set my eyes on them for good. And I will bring them back to this land. I will build them and not pull them down. I will plant them and not pluck them up. Wow. That almost felt like he was talking to me just then. Oh, you ever felt like God's moving you without your permission? <laughs> then I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return to me with their whole heart. So that's the outcome, the future for those figs that are considered good figs. Now, what about the bad figs? As for the bad figs, which cannot be eaten because they're so bad. Surely, thus says the Lord, I will give up Zedekiah, the king, his princes, and the residue of Jerusalem who remained in this land, and those who dwell in the land of Egypt, meaning idolatry, serving the uh, watchers or angelic forces that have turned against God and now presenting themselves as if they are gods to population, to mankind. So that's what happens in the land of Egypt, the land of sin, I will deliver them to trouble into all the kingdoms of the earth for their harm to be a reproach, byword, taunt, curse, in all places where I shall drive them. I will send the sword, famine, pestilence among them till they are consumed from the land that I gave to them and their families. So the bad figs are destined for destruction. So, saints of God, believers, you may be allowed to be alone and separated and, you know, feel sad and depressed, or you may be stuck like Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah among idolaters. And it may seem that God is far, far away from you, and he doesn't even have you on his mind, even though you know that you never turned away from being, you know, faithful and a servant and obedient unto the ways of God. I'm here to tell you that God may have sent you away into captivity 
for your good. He may be treating you just like he did Abram before he became Abraham. And the Lord said to Abram, this is Genesis, the 12th chapter, verses one to three. Get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And that last term there, that last sentence, in you, in Abram, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That means the seed, the seed, the Holy Spirit, the seed that was placed in Mary shall be a blessing to all mankind, just as the first Adam was a blessing because we came from the first Adam. And we were also fallen through the first Adam, but the second Adam, which is the seed that will come through Abraham, we will be reunited have the capacity to be reunited back to the father and back to the position of inheritance. You know, so it can be for your good. Uh, as Genesis 13, chapter second, verse said, Abraham actually became very rich in livestock, silver and gold. So God will pull you away from what you know and understand and place you in an unknown territory. And in that period, you will become established so that you can expand the kingdom of God here upon the earth. But what happened if you are a bad fig and you refuse to uh, listen to the warnings that uh, the Lord will send. Like right now, there's supposedly we're in the midst of a nine year warning that 2030 is going to be this great year of calamity. So let's read the word of God. Uh, Jeremiah 25th chapter, starting at the third verse, Jeremiah, the prophet spoke to all the people of Judah and said from the 13th year until the 23rd year. So that's a 10 year window that he have been getting up, rising early and speaking, but you have not listened. So we have prophets that are telling us today what's going to happen. But the question is, are you listening? Are you willing to come out of that 70, you know, day period or not even knowing that you're going into a 70 day period, be it days, years, weeks, months, whatever, meaning literally captivity. Why? Because you're not listening. Because if you are not being placed in captivity for your own good by the Lord, then you're going to go into captivity and it's not going to be good for you. So let's read Jeremiah some more. And Jeremiah says, the Lord has sent to you all his servants, the prophets, but you have not listened nor inclined your ear to hear. And all of them had one message. Repent now, every one of his evil way, evil doings, and dwell in the land that the Lord has given to you and your fathers forever and ever. And here's the key for all of us. One thing, do not go after other gods to serve them and to worship them. So even today, 
There are the traditional idol gods, but then there are the gods that we've created. And the Lord right now is saying to all of us, do not go after these gods to serve and worship them and do not provoke the Lord to anger with the works of your hands and God will not harm you. Yet you have not listened to me, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, because you have not heard my words, behold, I will send and take all the families of the north (laughs) and God will turn your enemy into his servant like Nebuchadnezzar became the Lord's servant and will bring them against your land, your inhabitants and the nations and will utterly destroy you and make you an astonishment, hissing, perpetual Desolations I will take from your voice. I will take from you the voice of mirth, gladness, bridegroom, bride, and the whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment. And these nations shall serve in captivity for 70 years. I want to stop here because I want us to understand what does this mean to us in this day, season, time, and hour. It means that we're not stupid people. We all can see that we're living in really weird times, perilous times. And if you never had an urge to get yourself correct with the ways of the Lord, you should start feeling that urge now. This is the time to turn away from your wicked ways, right? And to to uh, repent and come back to the Lord because your future, your predicted future, your prophesied future is worse than what we're living in right now. I mean, God is going to punish the um, nations that Israel has been dispersed to. Matter of fact, he's going to use that as a way to punish all the nations um, in uh, Jeremiah the uh, 25th chapter, looking at verses 29 to 38, he says that uh, the Lord will roar from on high and utter his voice and against all the inhabitants of the earth. And uh, he will cause uh, controversy with the nations. That means the entire earth will suffer because of the mistreatment of the seed the Abrahamic uh, DNA lineage. So all the various nations throughout history, throughout the world that have punished, we're going back now, not to us, but to the Jews or the Israelites that the Lord dispersed throughout the world after their 70 years of captivity with uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Now the Lord is going to punish them. And he said, why not? Uh, He said, if I brought calamity on the city, which is called by my name, which was Jerusalem, and on my children, should you not nations who have now punished my children also be punished? Wow. So there is coming a time where the entire world will actually face God's wrath. And perhaps that's what We see details in Revelation, I'm sure. And then he says, um, the day the slain of the Lord shall be from one end of the earth, even to the other end. And uh, 
All the people that will be killed during this period of time will not be lamented, gathered, or buried. They will just lay on the ground and turn to dirt eventually. What a horrible future. And then it says, well, shepherds and cry, you know, you leaders of the flock, for the days of your slaughter and dispersions are fulfilled. And the shepherds will have no way to flee, the leaders of the flock, no way to escape. What I'm trying to say is pastors, apostles, teachers, leaders, even you play a role in this horrible picture of those that do not become good figs. So if we do not give the word of God and warn the people about, you know, serving the Lord or, or not serving idols, and, and then we do not take our assignment uh, to heart, we will pay a great price as well, those that are leaders. So I think what I'm trying to let you know, uh, Jeremiah said to them in chapter 26, he said, look, Here's the deal, starting at verse number, uh, I believe at number, well, just in Jeremiah 26, chapter, it says, the Lord said to him, look, go and tell them what I said. Maybe they will repent. Perhaps everyone will listen. I'm saying that now and turn from your evil ways so that God may relent concerning the calamity which he proposed to bring upon those that are you know, continuing to do evil. And the Lord said, look, if you will not listen to me, I'll walk in my way, which I have set before you, or heed the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I sent to you, both rising up early and sending them, then the Lord will eventually, he will make this entire place like Shiloh. And he will make this city a curse to all the nations of the earth. Wow. Oh, I don't like all this, but, you know, Jeremiah does give us uh, an option. And verse number 13, he says, amend your ways and doings and obey the voice of the Lord your God. Then the Lord will relent concerning the doom that he has pronounced uh, against us. I'm going to say yesterday was a Pentecostal Sunday. And if you don't know what that means, that means that uh, Jesus resurrected after his resurrection for the next 40 days. He went around preaching the kingdom of God, things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Um, he was alive. Um, many people saw him alive. Uh, others were risen at the same time he was risen. I mean, there were 500 spirits or more or human beings that rose at the same time of the resurrection. So resurrection power can still come to you. That's to all of us. Uh, whether you're a good fig and God tucked you away for your good uh, or you're a bad fig, you know, you still can repent. And I'm, I'm going to encourage all of us to run to Jesus because Jesus proved that the power of God is so powerful that yes, he died. Yes, he went under the ground and dealt with the principalities and overcame them and took the keys of death and hell. 
Yes, he did that with resurrection power, Holy Spirit power. And that same resurrection power is available to us today. I mean, he's speaking to um, the 11 disciples and he says, uh, being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so literally the 40 days he went around teaching and showing proof of the kingdom of God, and then 10 days later, and he and he went up to heaven actually after those 40 days, but 10 days later, the day of Pentecost, meaning 50 days, 40 plus 10 equal 50. So when the day of Pentecost have fully come and, and they, and who is the day, the they, the they is Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, Simon, and Judas, the son of James. And they all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers, okay? And Peter stood out, all right? Peter stood out. This is the same Peter that, uh, you know, kind of rejected him, betrayed him during uh, the period of him being uh, crucified. But he was restored, and he said, men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David. Amen. And so the point of the matter is, when the day of Pentecost, because the question is, I've, I've been living in these 70 days of captivity. What is my expectation? What can I hope for? Or uh, I'm a bad fig, but I've been thinking and I've been hearing and it's been slipping in my spirit to repent. Can God receive me? The answer is yes. Acts the second chapter, starting verse one. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, and here's the key. They were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues. That is so interesting, divided tongues. You know, back in uh, the Tower of Babel, the people were on one accord again, but it was to disobey God. Uh, and God himself came down and divided the tongues of mankind. But the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, tongues, divided tongues as a fire. And one set upon each of the 120 individuals. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, these other tongues that they spoke with were not like how we speak in tongues. Instead, 
These were different languages. And how do we know that? Verse number five. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation. Listen, under heaven, every nation under heaven. When God divided the mankind, he divided them throughout the entire earth. He established the boundaries. He set up all the nations. And now on the day of Pentecost from every nation, there are representatives here. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came. So this was a loud sound that extended beyond the upper room because others heard it and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born. And so truly, it means that the day of Pentecost, my interpretation, was the day that the Lord poured His Spirit out (laughs) upon all flesh, but also opened the portal. See, The Tower of Babel was being built so that they could have their own kind of portal to reach God. And then the Lord came down and divided all the languages. But on the day of Pentecost, the Lord himself opened the portal. He opened the portal. He poured out his spirit. Amen. (laughs) Because they were on one accord, one accord, seeking the promise of the Father. And what is the promise of the Father that he gave to Adam back in the book of Enoch to speak about it, how the Lord told Adam, I will return for you. I will. In five and a half days, I will reunite you back to me. But God's five and a half days is 5,500 years. And so what God has done by sending, you know, Jesus said, it's expedient for your sake that I go and I'll ask the Father to send. So the Lord sent the help of the paraclete. He sent the Holy Spirit, the comforter, you know, like the deposit that he has on this fullness that we cannot imagine. And so the Lord opened the portal for mankind to come back to him. Mm. Wow, that's what I'm getting. And I'm going to read the word of God even again. Going to Acts, the second chapter. Peter is saying, but this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass. In the last day, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. I will pour out my spirit in those days. They shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven and above, signs in the earth, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall turn to darkness, moon to blood before the coming 
of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The great promise of the Lord is his spirit living inside of us. So Jesus is our savior. He is our salvation. Jesus of Nazareth, you know, the man that showed miracles, wonders, and signs and uh, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Yes, he was crucified, but God raised him up, loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that Jesus could be held by death. So run to Jesus. Let me pray now that we all understand that Jesus is our Pentecost. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our salvation. Amen. And so Peter then said to them, repent. And I'm saying it now, all of us, repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off as many as the Lord our God will call. And God says he desired that none should perish. Father, we thank you for this word today on Memorial Day. We thank you, Lord, because we're memorizing you. We're memorizing Jesus and the fact that Holy Spirit came to this earth and is our helper, paraclete, our comforter, our leader, our teacher, our spirit of truth, Lord God. And yes, we can be in captivity, but we will be delivered because we're the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so God, we walk in liberty today, running to our Savior Jesus, escaping out of the woes of this earth into the heavenly kingdom of God, which shall be upon this earth in the future. Lord, we thank you for your word today and we give you the praise and the glory. Hey guys, I want to tell you something. I love you, but God loves you so much more, and he's made a way for all of us to be with him again. May the Lord keep you. Till next time. Bye. Love you.